Ladies and gentlemen, this is Anthony Blackwell from Interviews with Everyday People, episode 120 with Joe Davis. Now, I think this is the first time I could I have to go back and look at the tapes, but I think this is the first time where interviews with everyday people and pro wrestling may have crossed paths. I, it may have happened one other time, but I think I think this is the first time I've actually had like talent on. I think I've had wrestling podcasts on, but I think this is the first time an actual talent came on. And I got to say, I wish I had a better one because Joe Davis is such a scumbag. He's just a horrible, horrible human being. Why did I agree to do this? You agreed to do this for the reason you just said, because it's talent. You have a talent on here, and I'm just messing what's going on. Buddy. Yeah, yeah, Joe Davis, I got to say, <laughs> out of all the people I have met in the wrestling business, man, you are a treasure. I love you to death. Um, I am super happy we have gotten across paths and, and work at countless different places. Um, you have an extraordinary story. We have so much to dive into of, of things you've accomplished and done in and outside of wrestling commentary and, uh, and personal life stuff. So I'm very pumped to sit down and talk to you and, uh, and get this story out. And I'm, I hope a lot of people get to translate this and, and the doors open for more wrestling people to come on and, and tell those stories outside the ring, because there's a lot of really inspirational people. Uh, I believe someone who is going to be on the show in the upcoming future uh, is somebody I'm rocking their t-shirt hint, hint. That also had some similarities with you as well. Uh, the live chat is open. So if anybody wants to comment, hang out, chat along with us, or any questions you may have, we can uh, dive into that. I will get into our Patreon and all that housekeeping stuff towards the end of the show. So if you're if you're uh, looking for that, all the links are below for Patreon merchandise and all that stuff. And we'll come back around to that to the end. But Joe, thank you, man. Thank you for hanging out with us. No, thank you. I love doing things with you. Like, uh, you know, we've we've chatted a lot, obviously, and been on things with you in the past. And uh, it's it's my favorite. I don't care. I'm going to I'm going to hurt other people's feelings. Hanging with you on a podcast is my favorite thing. I appreciate that. We got some beers going. He's drinking Yingling. I'm drinking uh, Guinness Harp. So um, I, I usually have the Yingling, but today I, I it's, it's close to St. Patty's Day, so I have to drink some Guinness. But uh let, let's let's go back to the beginning here. Obviously, pro wrestling, you do managing, you do commentary. Uh, is there like have you ever trained match? Do you ever wrestled? What what's the how did you get into all this? Yeah, never been a wrestler, done some training. Um, I'm also a booker for three different places. That's right, your promoter uh, and booker, yeah. Yeah, so do a few other things. Uh not gonna say I'm fully trained. Uh I I've definitely done some training. Um, I say enough to get me by because the wrestling part of things, I got started a little late. So my body only has so many on its bump card and I'm aware of that. So I know my mouth can carry me more than my body. So I try to rely on that more than anything. Yeah. So what, what got you into this pro wrestling field? Um, <clears throat> so I, I've always loved wrestling. Like this is how all the stories start, right? Uh, seven years old or whatever. I I've loved it for my entire life. You know, a lot of people grew out of it. People like you and I never did. And so I had a little bit of a break. I had a, I had a, I had a huge, yeah, I had an MMA break where oh, I fell well, in yeah, love with MMA around. and then, and then I stopped watching wrestling altogether. And then I came back and now I think I, I don't even watch pro sports. I just, I'm so consumed in all pro wrestling because there's so much to watch. Oh, it's an amazing time for it. Um, yeah. So really it was just one of those things where, um, I don't know if you want me to get into it now, but it was more, I wanted to, a lot of changes happened in my life when I was like 32, um, 37 now. And so I needed to 
not just fulfill what the world wanted me to as far as making money and all that. I wanted to personally be happy. So mm -hmm. I decided one day to reach out and, and get into the world of, of pro wrestling. And uh, it's almost, we're going on five years now. Um, and I love it. I love every minute of it. I love, even when it's stressful, I love it. I uh, didn't think I'd be on the business end of it as far as booking and things, but I'm actually turning it. I'm loving that too. So, you know, yeah. we're just, we're having a lot of fun with it. Did you have a vision of what you were going to do at a wrestling show and then fell into that? Or was it kind of like, I'll do anything you ask me to. And then like typical pro wrestling where you're just like, I'm here to help. And they're like, try that. And then you just kind of just start doing it. Well, can I name drop on here? Is that okay? Absolutely. Please. All, all right. the names in the world. Okay, so basically, uh, like five years ago, uh, somehow I had a friend of a friend that I realized was into wrestling. Um, love him or hate him, I love him, is Keith Zimmer. And so I reached out to Keith Zimmer. He's a promoter, been doing it for a long time. I said, hey, man, really like to get into this wrestling thing. I, I, I want commentary because that's what I went to school for. I have some history in that. Um, what can I do? And he goes, you know what? Show up at this place, this time, and um, maybe you can carry. We'll help carry some ring boards. Help set the ring up, and and that's how you know you can introduce yourself to people. Said so cool. So I got there, and I don't know if I mixed up the time. The time changed. I was four hours early to call time. <laughs> All right. So call time was two. I was there at ten. Oh. And there's nobody there. I'm like, well, I'm not going to leave because I'm waiting. So this other car pulls up and it's uh, you know, guy gets out and I introduce myself. He's like, where is everybody? I'm like, I don't know. So we're both four hours early for this thing. Uh, his name is Dave Keller. And for those of you who don't know, he's done ultimate wrestling um, in Northern New York. He does video production, all this stuff. So we're literally chatting for three hours. Nobody is there. So we're doing whatever. And he's telling me about what he does and, he gets a call and the call is his, uh, he's the, he's the commentator too, play by play. Mm -hmm. He's like, damn it. My color commentator just bailed on me. He goes, do you know anybody that knows how to commentate? So this, I haven't even carried a ring board yet, Anthony. <laughs> and I'm like, I know a guy it's me. And he's like, you sure you can handle it? I'm like, yeah. So, you know, I help carry the ring boards. We do the whole spiel. And then I get on commentary after the show. He goes, you know, he goes, I've been commentating for like 10 years. He goes, you are the best I've ever worked with. And it just, it went, you know, um, and it just kind of grew from there. The managing was always part of the plan, but honestly didn't come until a couple years later. Um, so that, I guess that's how I started and the business. That's awesome. Now you said you went to school for commentary. Uh, walk us through that. You So you went to for public, like public speaking or public journalism. How, how did you jump into that? Yeah, so um, actually, I wanted to be a, kind of a sports broadcaster since I was 13 years old. Um, so even in high school, I was getting my hands on everything I could. Uh, 15, 16 years old, I hooked up. I, I worked, weaseled my way in. Uh, I, I, I was in the minor league hockey world. I was the Paul Heyman. So I would just nice. scoop in and just not get noticed and observe. Well, I eventually got to the point where they offered me an internship at like 15, 16, and they didn't do internships till like 18. And once again, I got on the radio, they're like broadcast for their games in Binghamton here. Um, 
And then eventually, you know, I went to school for it in the Cortland area. And so I did all the, you know, I actually went to school for communications with a minor in sports broadcast. And they had like an emphasis. I forget what they called it. Um, so I did all the college sports. I did the production end, all that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, so I, I went to college for it, graduated and, um, you know, did some stuff with NASCAR. I interned with NASCAR in that time frame. So from probably 16 to 21, 22 um, you know, I started out schlepping and carrying all the bags for everybody. Cause you know, you could only get into what they call uh hot pass the, the pits once you're 18. So 16, 17, and I'm carrying bags and all that stuff. And then eventually I became 18 and I got to interview, um, every, you name them back in like 2000 to 2002, three, I got to interview every name you could think of and hang out in NASCAR, um, at nice. Watkins Glen. Yeah. Who so who was, was who awesome. was your favorite? Uh my favorite my favorite had to be Ryan Newman. Okay. Um, I, Ryan was, I was a cool. fan of his of his partner. Okay. His Which teammate? Well, Rusty. I was a Rusty. Oh fan. yeah, Rusty Wallace. <laughs> I won't tell the story about Rusty Wallace because it shouldn't be said on air and I don't want to, but he was a cool dude too. Yeah. I I so, met him when I was very young and uh I didn't have anything for him. I mean, I had tons of autograph, but I wanted a certain thing autographed. So we're in the line at like a Ford dealership and I walk up and it looks like a blank piece of paper and he goes to sign. I go, no, 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 flip it over. I just printed it off my computer. I was a kid and he flipped it over and he started belly laughing and he made, he called everyone over. He goes, come look at this, come look at this. And it's when he hit Jeff Gordon and he put him in the wall at Richmond when Jeff Gordon did it to him at Martinsville or no Bristol when Br he Gordon hit him out of the way to win the race at Bristol and he hit Gordon out of the way to hit the, win the race at Richmond. And I have the picture of him hitting Gordon, this the smoke pouring off the tires. Oh, nice. And I, and I said, I have one question, Rusty. Did you mean to do it? He goes 100%. <laughs> He's a character. Rusty. Yeah. Wallace, they, people don't realize like he, they think he's this good old boy veteran, but, and he is, but oh, he he was a character. Um, Ryan Newman was cool. He got my vote because I did my interview with him, and I had like two hours before I think I had to go interview Jeff Gordon, and I had nothing to do. It was 110 degrees outside. He's like, "You look like you're really hurting, kid." I'm like, "Oh, it's hot out here." He's like, "Come in." So he invites me to these trailers. Have you ever been to these NASCAR guys' trailers? Never. It's it's a house, dude. So we get into this trailer. It's like two stories. He's got a living room and like he had he had i'm not kidding his own hot dog grill like one of those things you see at a 7-eleven and he's it's, like it's, you it's, it's all pro wrestling it's all pro wrestling yeah it it's really it dog. really is so i sat <laughs> had a hot dog and and chilled out with uh, ryan newman so he's always been my favorite tony stewart's the the biggest jerk i've ever met in my life we won't go into that but it was fun we had a good time nice nice yeah uh so you said you live in the Cortland area uh, right now, I live in Binghamton. I went to school in Cortland area. Okay, so that's where my dad lives now. He actually lives in Cortland. Really cool okay. town. Yeah, it he, is. he moved up there for work. Yeah, it's where uh, Mick Foley also went to school. Really in Cortland? Yes, Mick, Mick Foley is a Cortland uh, Red Dragon as well. Is that a college or, or is that a high school? He went there. No, college, college. Yeah, college. Yeah, I know. Yep. Did he go to high school with uh, with? Uh, Kevin James or something like that from the King and Queens. Yes, they were on the he did. They're on the wrestling. Team. They're on the wrestling yeah. team. Mm -hmm. Fun facts. Now, you, now, for more, you know. For more, you know. <laughs> uh, real, real quick, because we do the live stream thing here. I want to thank Mike for the like on Facebook, and uh, also Anthony 
Wilcox, uh, he might he might be someone you know, and Mark Bushold for the the hearts on Facebook. So thank you for the interaction and the and the comments. If you are watching live, you don't have to comment if you're not comfortable, but the live chat is open. You can chat with us, uh, or you can uh, just hit that share button. It really really helps us out, and uh, yeah, get more get more eyes on the prize here. But uh, awesome. So you're in the wrestling world. You're there to move boards, become a commentating. Uh, when when does the when does the uh, hey I think you'd be a good manager kick in there so it was funny the idea got in my head after my first show and i'm like i got an idea here uh i didn't know how to formulate it yet and i had to bide my time um so a couple years down the road i'm, I'm setting up for commentary and uh so jeff thomas who's a great friend of mine and he was part of a tag team called ring crew warriors um Keith had approached them because I love those two, but they, they couldn't do promos. And uh, Keith was like, what do you guys think about having a manager? And they're like, yeah. So they didn't know who literally an hour before the show, Jeff comes up to me. He goes, Hey, you got to change the clothes. I'm like, yeah, I always do. He's like, all right, you're our manager tonight. I'm like, Oh, okay. Okay. I guess, I guess we're doing this now. Um, so what's funny about, uh, my first match as a manager and my first bump in the ring in front of a crowd is we were against Robbie Vegas and mad dog. And mad dog was my first bump on a live show. Nice. Nice. Uh, well, he's, so, he was just know. recently on a tornado tech podcast. Very, very cool guy. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite people, but him. yeah. So my, my vision, even when I was just commentating was, you know, in indie wrestling, there's so many companies, there's so many territories and areas. What if I became a manager and I could build a stable or a faction where, you know, everybody's booked all over the place, but they carry one moniker. So even if I can't make a show because I'm on another one, I'm still representative. Let's, let's be real. I have an ego and I want to get out there. So everybody in wrestling has one at some point, you know, right? So I'm like, so if we got three shows, what if I had guys all over? And even if I'm not there, they're still repping Team JD, you know. And it's it's fine. It took a while, but it, it came to fruition. Um, you know, COVID actually helped me more than anything uh, to to get that over. So that was my vision, and and we're kind of getting there, you know. Um, but uh, you know, there's still there's a lot of work to do. But that was kind of my vision to start with, and kind of where I am now. And you know, I always wanted to be that Bobby the Brain Heenan. I wanted to be manager and commentator. Um, I love that's, it. That's what I've always wanted to do. I well in the chat, Eric Pinhead over on the YouTube side. So if you are watching this on Facebook, please show us some love on YouTube. We're really, really close to 1,000 subscribers. That would help us out a lot. Uh, make YouTube pay us. But he says you both have fantastic shirts. What you were in the Hitman Heart, and I'm wearing the Diamond City War Machines. Uh, I almost wore my Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heaton shirt, um, but I, I I said you know what I'm going to go with the Diamond City. I'm going to I'm going to rep the. Uh, team jd which you kind of alluded to so they're in the in the independent world if you're not people who don't know um there there's two big stables at least that i can really speak on and that's the goons the goons are everywhere and the goons are they have a manager as well big dust and, and it's usually dig dust and killian and then you can just add goons here and then there's goons adjacent and guys who are not who are on the goons but then they go wrestle but they're still considered the goons and they go all over the up and down the east coast and they're a big wrestling stable and you're kind of the second one that i know that does that as well where team jd is being represented at different companies and it's 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 a really really cool thing and here's a here's a photo here 
of, of some of your team, Team JD here. That's part of yeah. That's part. So we're at PPW there, where we're actually in that at PPW. We're a group called Sins, but it's all interconnected. You know what I'm saying? Um, that, that's strength and numbers and size. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's really it's still the same. It's the same concept, same same idea. Uh, and those are some big dudes. Yeah, those are some big dudes right there, without a doubt. Without I have I was on my tiptoes right there, Anthony, because I didn't want to look I, too short. I, I I I was there when this photo was taken, and you were definitely on your tiptoes. <laughs> yeah, and I might have been I might have been levitating. I'm not sure, but it was it was damn close. And and every single guy in that photo yeah, was big just dude. a absolute teddy bear sweetheart. Don't let them don't let those big muscles and scary faces fool you. They're all they're all big gentlemen. I don't guys. know that pinhead. <laughs> That pin hat's scary. I watched him bleed almost to death at yeah, a wrestling yeah, show. Scary, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that's fantastic. So, is it? I know there's a, sh- a couple shows that we've got we've got to work on, and and uh, I remember it wasn't the last show, but the show before we were supposed to do the main event together. Because kind of the thing at PPW that I really look forward to is working with you, and sometimes it only works out that I only get to do the main event with you, and I'm like, man, I, I love. I love playing like I don't really like to play a character because I think I'm mostly getting booked because I'm the podcast guy and I want to kind of stay true to my brand. because I think that's important to me, just like your brand team JD is important to you. So I, I don't want to kind of go in there and and just make up a character and then people see me on the podcast and it's different. You know, I want to kind of keep universal, yes. but also on the podcast, I am a fan of some heels and I will defend them till the day I die. <laughs> you know what I mean? So on commentary, there's some people that I root for that are heels. And then there's the, the extreme baby faces I root for, but I really like working with you on, on, on commentary because I get to play into a heel more. And I don't really get that at a lot of wrestling shows. There's people who play heels and then there's people who really play heels. And there's when it, sometimes when it's forced, I know we had this conversation like, yeah, there always should be a heel. And I, I disagree because if someone's trying to be a heel and they suck at it, it's, I hate it. I just, yeah. I'd rather someone who's genuine at, are really, really good at it. So I really look forward to it, but there's some shows where you're, you're managing four or five times, then you come and do commentary. And then this night you actually blew your voice out. Cause you were screaming so much. It was, yeah, man. So two, yeah, it was two, two shows ago. You're right. Um, yeah. I blew my voice out and I was starting to get sick. Um, in fact, doc, doc had took my temperature. He's like, yeah, you got a fever. And my voice was gone. Mm-hmm. And so like, I, I felt bad. I I've never done this before, but it was probably the match after intermission. And I was like, mm-hmm. I, I can't go like I can't yeah. because as much as I wanted to, I don't want the product to look like junk because I have a bad raspy voice. And you know, my commentary voice is not how I'm talking right now. You know, it's, like, it's a whole different thing. You know, yeah. it's, it's like, yeah, look at this guy right here or whatever. Um, you know, what is this guy doing? And, and so, I didn't want it to be garbage. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I had to bet. I felt bad about it. Um, but hopefully that gave, you know, you guys more time to shine and, you know, get those reps in because that's, that's, it, it's anything in any business it's repetition. So the yeah, more reps I, you can get in. I'm tired after a long day of helping with a meet degree and doing commentary. I can't imagine how you do managing and commentary that is a that is a haul that's a that's a long and you and you don't drive i mean you have a pretty hike pretty long hike to get to some of these wrestling shows yeah um most of them are two hours one way so four hour round trip five hour round trips mm-hmm. um makes for makes a long long day for sure um i'll tell you what though and you're right there there's days because it's not just ppw there's every promotion pretty much i'm commentary and i'm managing i'm doing both 
and and some I had the third title of Booker, and the it, it, it's bad sometimes. But I tried to do play by play a couple times, and that is the worst of all. I like, hate it. I could not imagine. <laughs> I could not imagine doing play by play for ten matches straight. I don't know how guys like Paul Bo do it, and and he ring announces. Like yeah, I, I no no way I I couldn't do it. If if I did ring announce, if I did um play by play, I would sound like Vince McMahon. I'd be like, ah, oh, what a maneuver! <laughs> like right. I would, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I it, it's tough. It's, it's super. It's not easy. And people think, and it's funny because the play by play guys like I couldn't imagine ever doing color. Uh, and I'm like, oh my god, color is great. Like I could tell the story. I could put things over like that normally you know try to make it sound realistic because i also love mma so i was like man this guy he's shaking and I actually one time uh I, I don't know if i was working with you this match but it was the sean pratt versus uh bobby fish it was bobby fish's first yeah. match on the independent scene and yep. bobby fish catches deshaun pratt with a kick and deshaun blocks it but it hits him in his forearm and the whole time like because i'm an mma fan Deshaun's shaking his hand out. He's shaking his hand out. I'm like, man, either. And I, I kind of lifted my headset. I said to you and Paul, I said, either his arm is broke or he is a genius at selling because that's what somebody with MMA would do is they shake their hand out when they feel like they like when they lose that sensation. And he wrestled the whole match. And then after the match, because I kept calling to her, like, I think his arms hurt. I think his arms hurt. He keeps shaking out that hand, shaking out that hand. And then you find out he actually shattered his forearm. <laughs> like, I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah, he's just. Yeah. Yeah, he's just coming back. He's just coming back now. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I, and he finished that thing. But, yeah, you're right. We were on that call together. And, you know, and, and that's the stuff that being in – I like MMA, but I wouldn't say I was ever a hardcore fan. See, I wouldn't notice that kind of stuff. So, yeah. you know, if you if you say that, I'm going to I'm gonna hype that. I'm going to go with that on commentary because you want to go with each other on commentary, not against each other. Um, You know, with color, it's, it's one of those things. I got brought up in color commentary with hockey which it's not the same. You're not trying to be a heel in hockey. You're just, you're enhancing, you're adding facts, you're adding, you know, stories still to it. Stats. Um, but yeah, stats, things like that. But like hockey is so fast paced that the, uh, the play by play guy is talking 80% of the time. So hockey's a great, great way to break into color because you just got to sprinkle it in yeah. here and there. Now here's a so question for you. That's, just, you know, it's just translated really well to wrestling. I don't want to say I, I, that like play by play doesn't have a place in wrestling because it 100% does, but like no one, for me anyway, I have a hard time sometimes. Like someone's like, oh, I don't have to, like we were at a show recently where like, we're like, we don't know who to do play by play. I'm like, well, let's all just kind of do it. I said, me personally, I love a good play by play, but if you don't know what you're doing, don't force it. So if we're all three color guys, call your color, but if a move happens during your color, just announce it because. Right, wrestling is at the point now where no one's listening at like a radio station where you can't hear. Like that cop, that hockey game, somebody might be listening in their car and they're they want that play by play because they want to visually think in their mind what they're like the puck set up, the what that first down, like, yeah, yeah, uh, anything like. And so in wrestling, that's really not a uh, um, a thing where you're always looking for that play by play because you're visually watching it. Where more the color is going to keep you. Well, oh, okay, that makes sense because I see it, and then he's make, he's tying that story together. And that's the thing with, with sports, you know, professional sports outside of wrestling, that's kind of the whole genesis, right, of commentary Yeah, was it was on the radio. So you literally had to tell a story with just audio. Um, and so that's, that's the entire premise of the whole, whole thing. Um, yeah. So, 
Hold on one second. I apologize, Anthony. Go ahead and talk. I can hear you. You're good. Uh, you're just the camera's a little choppy, but we'll get it there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, I, I feel like we we covered the, the wrestling aspect of it. I just want to throw some more stuff up here that, you know, because the, the thing about being a wrestling fan and also getting to work in a business is we're giant, giant marks. And we love yes. the opportunity to have a story and an experience to tell. I love nothing more of being like, what did you do this week? And I'm like, you'll never believe it. I was in a ring and I raised Earl Hebner's hand in a ring as if I was the referee. And yep. uh, yeah, there it is right there. There's there me. it is. Nice. <laughs> Killer Cross. And like Carrying Killer Cross. Carrying Cross. Hey, Your wife, Brooke. My wife's in that. She is. You're like, those are the moments that like I tell people like you're full of shit and I'm like dude w- the things that happen at wrestling shows are unbelievable like another one uh you got to meet you got to meet him more way more than I did I met him twice but uh another a legend in the business that you actually got to have some inact interaction with in the ring right here Jimmy Hart oh, the mouth of the man. south the my mouth man, first Jimmy. the mouth I got to hang out with Jimmy that whole day I I met him a few times obviously but um I got to hang out with him that whole day for about three hours. Uh, nicest guy. And everybody says this because it's true. Nicest guy. Very generous. Um, what was cool about Jimmy that day. So we had our spots and in the locker room. So how do I say this the right way? And I don't blame them, but a lot of big stars, they'll really kind of be absent in the locker room or they'll hide. Right. They'll find mm-hmm. a place to go. And, and that's fine. I get that. You, you don't need people bugging you. It was so funny because Jimmy and I made some connection. I don't know what it was where like he would follow me around in the locker room all day. Like I, I'd walk out because I wanted to see a match. I would look up Ooh, Jimmy Hart. Like, OK, cool. You know, so we literally would hang out and, you know, these guys meet how many of thousands of people a year. So I after that, that was the first time I worked with him. Um, and then two months later he was at PPW and I went and, and said hi and reintroduced my, and he remembered me like that. He had a chair. He goes, JD, man, pull up a chair. He goes, it's he, And he was so cold there. He went and grabbed a space heater out of a closet. He's like, get warm with me. And we hung out for another hour or so, like just the nicest guy and awesome. You know, and I regret, like, I'm really bad in the moment. Cause I, I don't mark it out i really don't in fact i i don't i never really have um i mark but out I also, here but i keep everything else here cool <laughs> yeah so yeah right i guess that's how it is mainly yeah, yeah. um unless i met a certain guy I, I mark out but uh so jimmy and i we just we talked and we talked and you know it's not like i asked him wrestling stuff you know i just i like just chatting with these people yeah um, I, I remember i had to drive jillian hall one time a couple hours and what a sweetheart she is. She's great. And I'll tell you what. I joined Anthony, I joined the Dark Order with her. Oh, okay. All right. I took a we, it was me, 10, Angel, oh, 10, 5, Jillian Hart, Tom Mitchell, and, and Brian from the podcast. And we all joined the Dark Order and took a photo together. And I tweeted, I said, check, join the Dark Order. Check, join with Jillian Hall. And the official Dark Order uh Twitter account retweeted it. I'm like, well, that's official. We're in. That's it. We're we're we're, in. we're members. Yeah. <laughs> it was that same day because her and I had a show before that. Yeah. Like an hour and a half away. So I drove her uh to PPW. And I'll tell you what, for that hour and a half or whatever it was, we maybe we talked the whole time. We maybe talked wrestling for 10 minutes. 
Yeah. Like we just talked about families and lives and marriage and divorce. And we just talked. Um, and it was really good that I like those experiences. Mm. You know, it's like, these are human beings, you know, it's, you know, they're big stars, but they're human beings. And, yeah. you know, so it's, I've been very blessed to be able to be a part of all that. Yeah. Jimmy Hart was at PPW and he went into the, because he wanted to watch football. So he went in and he was watching the Bengals game when the yep. Bengals were getting into the playoffs. And I just remember sitting there watching the Bengals game and there he's watching it and we're just talking football. And I'm like, I got to go, Jimmy. I got to get ready for commentary. He goes, you, you go ahead, go ahead. So I walk away and my, my, Brian, my buddy, Brian, who is the smartest and most knowledgeable wrestling person I've ever met in my entire life. I go, do me your, do yourself a favor. I said, go grab a chair and go sit next to Jimmy Hart yeah. and watch football. And he goes, see ya. And he does yeah. exactly what he did. And then a couple hours later, he walks up to me and he's holding a can of Coke. And he goes, guess who bought me this soda? <laughs> <laughs> and we're literally driving home. And I'm like, yeah, I remember when he managed like Hulk Hogan. And like when you were a kid and you marked yeah. out, you're like, yeah, I watched Bengals playoff game with Jimmy Hart. Like it's, yeah. just, it's the, the it's world crazy. of wrestling is beautiful, man. And yeah. it's just, that's it's, just a small token of what you experienced there. But like going back to not being huge marks for names, but like meeting each other, man, like there's nothing better when you walk into the locker room and you get to see, you know, like Brad, our pin hat, or you, our one, our, our mad dog, or just like everyone backstage and you get that. It, it's not even the brother handshake anymore. It's the hug. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we all just truly care about each other and the family you make in this business is beautiful. And and then going out there and watching them work and, and you're like cheering, uh, rooting against them, but you're so cheering for their moment. And it's, right. it's awesome. But here's yeah. probably my favorite moment of you at PPW. You ready for this? Oh God. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah there's cosmic laying the hammer down on you want to hear something funny <laughs> she knocked me out i know you were fuzzy she did i it was funny because and and i said well i said to her let's shoot you know i go if this works the only way it works is hit me i go hit me I go, do not hold back. Punch the hell out of me. I go, I'll be okay. Man, she has those. They're little knuckles, but they're fierce and quick. And like, well, listen, this once again, going back to my MMA knowledge, the strength comes in the legs. She's got running. She's got quads like a running back. She is a strong girl. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think about that. So literally, I remember her hitting me and I didn't snap back into it until I was on the mat. I remember yeah, like, you came, you rolled by commentary and you were just like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, whoa, bro. Like, <laughs> she legit just knocked me out for a couple seconds. And she, we got to the back and she's like, oh my God, are you? I'm like, no, it was perfect. That's, that's what I said. Do it. Just knock yeah. me out, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. So that was, it was great because it worked. It was real. Yeah. Rembrandt, I love how you and Rembrandt and Cosmic have that little banter with each other at every PPW show. Like it's, it's leading to some, it's leading to something there. But uh, well, let's let's get into a little bit of personal thing. So you were kind of alluding earlier about you know you uh, you had some personal changes in your life. Let's let's dive into that a little bit. Yeah. Um, so really, it started with probably 2013. Um, I was 360 pounds. Um, so yeah, that's, that would be me. Um, people don't, you're believe unrecognizable. They, yeah. They don't, people don't believe that's me. I'm, I'm telling you, that is me. Uh, I was, I was a bra size, uh, B 
double B, whatever. I don't know. Anyway, um, so it, it was to the point where I had my son in 2010. And so 2013, I was like 360 pounds. I'm like, all right, I got to do something. Like I, I could lose weight for a while, like 20, 30 pounds, but I gain it right back. So I finally made the decision to get gastric bypass. And I know a lot of people think that's like a cheating way out. It's really not. Um, it was a long journey, man. Uh, I had my daughter in 2014. I ended up losing, I don't know, a lot. I, I was 360. Today I'm 170. So a lot of weight, right? 200 pounds, whatever it is. Um, and, and, and you don't just get surgery and fall the weight fall off. You have to work for it. Yeah, because there are people that get that surgery and they'll gain it right back or they don't lose it. You know, it's a matter of how you manage it. To this day, I still manage it. Not that I eat healthy all the time because I don't, but um, lost a lot of weight. Uh, but that led to a lot of changes. Um, you know, a lot of personal stuff that's, you know, I got confidence. You know, when you're big like that, 360 pounds, you don't have a lot of confidence. Um, you know, but I got confidence long story short, ended up with a divorce in 2016. And, you know, my, my, anybody that's been through a divorce, no divorce is easy. Um, my life shattered, man. It just, did it you shattered. go, did you go through the divorce before or after the surgery? The surgery was 2013. So three years after. Okay. Yeah. Which actually I found out is, is very common for gastric bypass is there's like a, a 45, 50% divorce rate. Of people that are married after gastric bypass if, if you don't want to dive into it, you don't have to but like what were some of the reasons that is it like like was there like well now that you're looking good and maybe i'm, I'm like was it stuff like that i mean it was maybe that I, i'm not gonna put it all on my ex-wife you know she's the no this is children. not bashing yeah. yeah she's not i'm not bashing anybody yeah. i'm just trying to yeah i mean it was, it was a lot of factors the fact that you know her and i have been together since we were 14 you know, you grow apart at some point too. And yeah. then that coupled on top of it, um, you know, there, there was a lot of factors. Um, it, I, honestly, if I look back now, it was probably more me than her. Um, yeah. You know, I didn't can admit that, but that that's kind of, those were the life changes. You know, I was a wreck, um, you know, six, seven months after my divorce, I, I met this girl who was going to, you know, be my rebound, you know, to help me get over it. And I ended up marrying her. We're still together. You know, what so a knockout she is, by the way. <laughs> Six I mean, I mean let's, is, let's, right? let's, let's, yeah, not yeah. the girl in the front there, the second girl with the little yellow scarf. Yeah, beautiful, this, beautiful, yes. beautiful human being. That is my wife, Brianne. Absolutely. So, you know, that was you talk about the life changes. And, you know, before that, I, I was in insurance, marketing, and sales. And, you know, I'd make six figures a year, I was doing well. Uh, divorce changed a lot of that. And finally, I was like, you know what? How about I pursue being happy instead of being wealthy? Mm -hmm. And that's that's how the wrestling came about, quite frankly. Um, so that's how, ironically, the gastric bypass probably led to the wrestling. And and here we are today. And I'm always trying to grow as a person. I'm not, I got a long ways to go, man. I'm 37. I got a lot of growing to do. But, you know, this past few years, I've, I like to think I've made some progress. Yeah, that's that's a that's a huge accomplishment, man. It's 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 crazy to see people go through that change. Like that's something that's secretly on my bucket list, but it's just when you run five podcasts and work 40 hour work week and then when your days off inconsist of either podcasts or professional wrestling because you're chasing your dream, it's and uh it's it's hard. It's hard to lose weight. Um oh, I know you look great, you're fine. Dude, I'm like I'm like how much do you think I weigh? You uh yeah, you won't offend me. 
I'd give you no more than two twenty. I'm around two twenty. Yeah. Yeah. See. I want to. I want to be around one seventy with you, but I got to get there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it has its days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, it's 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 uh, it's a challenge, man. And like people don't realize, like you know, working a job and then being in the professional wrestling world, people see these wrestlers and they think, oh man, they're they're killing it. Like their jobs are easy. It's like most bookers and promoters are still working a forty hour job to try to put a show on for somebody. There's so many layers to this game. I think they see it's like politics, right? You see top politics and you think minor politics are the same ways. And it's not like there's levels to everything. And it's, uh, it's, it's tough, man. And then like the big thing with wrestling is you got to look good for the most part. I mean, commentary, you can get away with it, but, uh, but I mean, but when your only meal after a wrestling show is either the hot dog or pizza, they provide you or a Wawa, your hot, your health options are not that great. (laughs) And then you get home at three in the morning. It's a, it's a, it's a tough life to live. So, you know, going from where you've been to where you are now, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a drastic change. It's a right. Yeah, it was, it's something, Um, you know, and and it's funny because like not all foods sit with me, you know, and, and some foods will sit with, with me one day and, Another day, not one food somehow always sits with me as hot dogs, which is so ironic in wrestling because hot dogs are like <laughs> my favorite thing in the world. I like so, I, I'm I'm in the hot dogs as well. Yeah, I love them. I'm like I'm like a hot dog kind of sewer, but I love them all. Like I've never met a bad hot dog, so yeah. Um, you know, I can I just don't eat a lot, so like I'll get them. It's so funny because I'll be out with people like if we go out and at a restaurant, and I will literally eat maybe a third of my meal. And every time the waitress or waiter is always like, is there something wrong? And it's this constant conversation. No, everything was great. I'll take the rest to go. So if I go have a meal at a restaurant, it turns into three meals for me because I can eat yeah. it two more times. So. so so essentially what that surgery does is they reduce the size of your stomach, correct? Yeah. So your stomach is your size of your fist, right? And so basically what they do, get it on camera, is they cut maybe all but 20% out. So it's gone. So you're left with 20% of your stomach. Um, and now that can grow over time if you're not smart about it. You yeah. Know? Cause so you're, you're, uh, you're, you're, even though your stomach's the size of your fist, you can also stretch your stomach if you Absolutely. overeat. That's yeah. how you, that's how you get overweight in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so yeah, that's essentially what they do. And then they, I don't know if you want to hear this, they reroute your intestines and where, you know, your food goes through. They, you know, it's called root and why, um, you know, gastric bypass because they're bypassing a bunch of crap and, mm-hmm. and rerouting everything. You know, it's, yeah. it's one of the more dangerous procedures. So, you know, it's safer nowadays than it was 15, 20 years. I'm actually a third person in my family that's had it. So, oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. One more question I want to dive into uh, be, about, about the, uh, the character of, of J of Joe Davis, team JD, where do you channel that character where does where does that come from who do you who do you pull from to turn into this person when once you hit the curtain it's me it's it's the it's the devil on my shoulder me right so you know you see those old cartoons with the angel and it's it's if my true arrogance at times at my worst were to come out to the world this is what it would look like you know and that might sound awful because no i don't mm-hmm. think that highly of myself but um it, it just Every ego, every, you know, egotistical thing that I could think of possibly, I am better than you. I'm smarter than you. I've accomplished this much more than you. It just, it comes out, you know, and that's really, and it it comes, it's stupid, comes down to these, 
you know, the, the second I put these on, I, I literally transform. It's, it's a weird feeling. Um, and I hit that curtain and I am better than every single person on this universe or on this planet, I should say. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if that's a great answer, but it's truth. Like, it's just, that's who I am. You know, that's honestly one of my favorite moments. If I'm not at the commentary table or if I'm not, uh, helping like film or produce a show, probably one of the coolest locations you can be at a wrestling show is, is right before the curtain, that gorilla position, because that's where the change happens. Yeah. I have seen wrestlers who, and I, and, and spoiler alert, 80% of the people who are in the business are complete fucking sweethearts and they're the coolest people ever. And, and you see someone who, who you just literally had a hug with and, and almost cried because you talked about like how they're going through their life troubles and, and how, you know, like times aren't easy for them and they're, and they're just chasing this dream and they're broke and they're going through this and they're going to go risk breaking their neck for, for $25 and a handshake. And they hit that curtain and that bear, that character just t takes over them. Like you literally see a transformation in their heart and their soul. And they turn into that character and their love for what they're doing hits. I'm getting chills talking about it. Yeah, I am too, dude. I am too. Because <laughs> it's such a it's such a magical moment to see someone do that. And it's it, it it's it's not everyone in the business gets to experience that. Like sometimes in WWE, they'll they'll show like you know the the gorilla position when someone hits the curtain and they're they just had the match and everyone's hugging them and they're like what a fuck like they just killed each other out there and the other guy waits for the other one to hit gorilla and they're hugging and they're talking right. and they have that 15 minute decompress but the only other person they talk to is a person they just sat in the ring with for five minutes that is such a beautiful beautiful experience and i'm so blessed that i'm part of that where i get to see that because that's this part of the wrestling that people don't see and it's it's unbelievable to see just that transformation of character. Even when they hit the curtain, they're still whipping off of eight year old in the crowd saying, I effing hate you. And they hit that curtain and then it just, they just transform right back. And they're like, how was it? Like, they, yeah. like they could be the most confident person ever. And they hit that curtain and they're Ric Flair. And they're like, "Woo, I'm better than you, baby. And then they hit the curtain. And the first thing they go is, did I suck? Right. Did I screw up? Did, <laughs> yeah. did I hit that spot right? Like, yeah. And it's like, dude, you killed it. And like, you know what I mean? Like, and they're like, are you sure? Are you really? I can't. I have to. And then they run out to their friend or the one person they had who filmed their match. And right. they're, 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 you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, uh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's, so I, it's, that's why I always ask is like, where, where you pull that character from or how do you get? Cause that's, I think that's a cool, a cool thing about wrestling that I think a lot of people don't understand. It's, I think most people, one way or another, whether you're heel, I don't care what you are, you're pulling a side of you out that you don't normally show. And if you do show it, you show it a little bit. You don't show it at volume 11, right? Yeah. So we're just showing it at, at volume 11 is all we're doing. Um, and it's, you know, you do get chills, especially, you know, you get to the point where you have your own music and it's your music. Like people identify you with this sound. And mm -hmm. that gets played and fans are screaming or in my case, booing. And I come out and my, my song hits and there's just boos. And it's like, that just revs me up more. I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah we got them. That, that's a cheer to me, you know, like let's go. So, you know, I, I wish I actually, a lot of the times when I, cause I took, um, you know, I was in acting and stand up comedy. I took acting classes for years and they always taught this exercise. Before you go on stage, you turn your back, you close your eyes for five seconds. 
and then you turn and you're in character. So I still do that. If you ever notice me in gorilla, you'll still see me do that to this day. I'll have mm -hmm. my head down and it'll be five seconds. And then I'll put these on. I'll turn, go to gorilla and do this. And I'm done. I'm gone until I come back to a gorilla. I am in character. Yeah. It's, it's such a cool, a cool, cool thing. Now, Listen, for the people who are watching, if you're a PPW fan or you're watching this just for the interview, if you still see Joe Davis and his music hits, boo the shit out of him and play into the character. That's absolutely. another great that's a great thing about professional wrestling too, is when the crowd, even though they absolutely love you, they play into that character and like like I still do it with my best friends. My best friend will be in the ring and I'm like, You fucking suck. Yeah. It's it's funny because I'll I'll even come out at this point, Anthony. I don't know if you've noticed, I'll come out at PPW just for commentary. Yeah. before a match and there's the last show there was chance jd sucks and i'm just coming out for commentary and mm -hmm. i'm like got him yeah got him my job is done today you know i did and it's my funny because there's some people who who still want the, who get their seats now by commentary because they like that banter of of us on commentary or they like the experience like where you come out for commentary and i'm on, i'm on commentary and you're coming out to manage and i'm like oh here comes that slime ball again, and you walk by and you you shut your mouth, and then like we kind of have that, yeah. And then or or I'm like, and then you'll be like, if your team loses, which happens a lot, uh, they'll they'll come out and uh, I'll go, you know, JD's zero two tonight, and you be like, I hate you, like you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. And the fan and the fans will be like, you tell him Tony, like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That and people purposely get their seats by commentary now because of moments like that, and that's. That's exciting. I love that. We, we have our little thing in that corner, right? Like we yeah. really do. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. I love it. That's, that's, it's, it's beautiful. So this, uh, we can kind of put a little promo out. So if you are looking for something to do this Saturday and the weather isn't absolutely atrocious and they cancel the show, you can come hang out with us at PPW this weekend. Um, it's going to be at, I'm going to pull up the whole thing here. Uh, 137 Aaron Lane, Broadheadsville, Pennsylvania. Doors open at 4.30. Bell time is going to be at 7. There's also going to be a meet and greet. So there's going to be a ton of really cool names that you can come meet. Griffin McCoy is going to be there. VSK, uh, Brian Johnson and Mr. Yuta is a match on that. VSK, obviously, uh, Impact Star. Uh SPF, Primal, Primal Fear, Joey Martinez, and Vinnie Mack are in a match. You're going to see uh, Re Rebecca Scott and uh, Layla Gray. Tons of women matches, which I'm really, really excited awesome. about on this. Yeah. Um, Heath Slater will be teaming up with Alpha and Nikki Duke uh, to take on Ali Rex, Mike Orlando, and Bison, which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, also on in attendance will be Mike uh, Mike Bennett, Maria Canellis Bennett will we'll be there and uh, also he'll be doing a seminar so if you are a wrestler looking to get some extra reps in one of the cool things about mike bennett is um he teaches people social media as well as on top of wrestling because i think that's a very very smart thing some of the conversations i've seen him have with some wrestlers about their social media game has been really really cool uh, and then you can see mike bennett in action that night against action Ardretti, who in my opinion is the absolute superstar to keep an eye out in this area because that kid is going to be a major star one day big time he's phenomenal every time i watch him it just he amazes me um and you can and really at ppw anthony you can say that about a lot of guys oh you there's know, tons of really the future, good talent. The, the future of wrestling is in really good hands and not just ppw you watch you watch the bigger indies um throughout the country and yeah, there's no shortage of talent out there right now. At yeah, all. Uh, 
Then we have the women's champ, Danny Moe, taking on Taya Valkyrie, who was just recently released from WWE, who they're idiots for, by the way, because she is a mega star. And uh, I'm sure you'll see her very, very soon on the big TV uh, because uh, she is she is absolutely stunning. And she's amazing in the ring. And if you ever, if you know Johnny Morrison, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Wrestling, whatever you want to call him, that's her husband. So he's also pretty fantastic. And then for the main event that we'll get to call, Bro Keller, it will t- it will defend his PPW Championship against the Lone Wolf Davy Richards, which is going to be absolutely insane. Davy Richards, former MLW, the ROH as well, right? Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. He's 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 done it all. Uh, you want to talk about a guy with some intensity and just muscles upon muscles and just a scary human being? Uh, that's Davy Richards, big time. Big, that that's yep. going to be a hell of a match. Hell of a match. So yeah, we'll, and we'll that's lose just, our that's voices. Just, yeah, that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's so many amazing matches on that card, but you can come hang out with us this Saturday at PPW in Broadheadsville and come watch some amazing wrestling, and you can buy trading cards, and you can get yours autographed by by myself and by uh, Joe here. It's, it'll be beautiful. Well, they don't want you. They just want mine. Uh, no, I listen. Get yours autographed by me. Uh, one day it'll be worth probably uh, – well, the, the, the currency in, in Russia is way down, so I'm sure it'll be higher than that eventually. There you go. <laughs> is there anything that we didn't cover that you want to get out there or any plugs? No, I don't think so, man. I, I had a blast. Uh, real fun. Just kind of going through. I always love chatting with you. You know, we always have a good time. I, I hunt another thing too. I, if there's an opportunity where Paul or, uh, our, our EJ take a break on commentary and like, yo, you, I'm going to take a break. You guys do it. I hunt. I have like literally, 15 to 30 seconds before the next match starts. So I will hunt him down and find he was mid hot dog. I'm like, put it down. Let's go. We got a match. Yeah, man, it was a good hot dog too. But yeah, I did he's it. Like, I, yeah. I yeah. Because we don't have, because usually the way it works, there's EJ and Paul are your mainstays and then we rotate. And then sometimes somebody else will jump in there and do something here or there, or maybe like someone from the back will come out and do a match. But for the most part, it's it's we rotate when you're not managing, I'm doing commentary and vice versa. And then, but the moments that we get to work together, I really look forward to it. So I'm like, Oh, I get I get a chance to sneak in with one with him. And I really, really look forward to it. Cause you're very I, good I at what it. you do, man. I love it. I, you know, I think um, you and I feed well with each other very well. Um, you know, and I think it's, you know, the, the more we do it, the better we're getting. And I just, I, I have so much fun. I do commentary a lot of places. Uh, so much fun at PPW, so much fun. And and I hope we just c- continue to do it like yeah. consistently, consistently you and I, if you want, if you want to check out some of our work, I know PPW does have some of their matches on their Facebook channel, uh, their Facebook channel, as well as their YouTube channel. You can go back. I believe you can listen to Mike Bennett and Casey Navarro that we covered. We, we called yep. um, as well as a few other matches that are on there, or you can go on fight TV and just search PPW entertainment. And uh, they will all be up there. You, I believe the last two shows are on there and you can hear JD on commentary, get to see him as a manager. Uh, and uh, you can, you can hear me on some matches as well, which is pretty exciting. But uh, JD, thank you so much for hanging out and doing this. Um, if you are excited for this season of interviews with everyday people, um, I have great news. I'm booked pretty much every Monday from now till August. 
I am slam packed with a bunch of amazing, cool guests and great stories that I cannot wait to tell, uh, have more on. And spoiler alert, there's going to be some wrestling people in the business on this season because uh, I feel like they have great stories and a lot of them reached out. And uh, so if you want to get on at all this year, get go to the website. Uh, there's a, a be a guest tab, or if you go to our link tree, there is a thing to sign up. It takes a couple seconds. Just give me a little bio that what you want to talk about. I, just a full disclosure. I don't research you. I just, I, I want this natural conversation so I can learn about you while we talk uh, on the show. I want to also quick get in the, uh, the housekeeping that we said we were going to do in the start our patreon so we do have a patreon it, it, it varies from a dollar to 25 dollars whatever you want to do um we do, do we do have a giveaway anyone who donates ten dollars a month to this gets a they are in the running for a free t-shirt all the money to this goes to getting microphones and cameras uh just another thing with the pro wrestling a lot of my equipment is used to film wrestling shows um and i trust me i, I don't make a lot of money doing it but i know if i can have a really nice camera that a, a guy can use that for his footage to possibly get signed to an AEW or a company that's where i get my joy um so that's a lot of where my my besides the podcast where my where my money and company and my stuff goes but we want to thank ryan uh ryan vox from outbreak wrestling for supporting us david s brett uh, brett squared bridget m andrew h greg r heidi b ryan g from the fueled by hops podcast kelly from crystal mountain healing tommy b tree of life metaphysical shop Brad Z, Higher Than Other Words podcast, and JH. Thank you all so much. And uh, anyone who donates at any tier gets a shout out every single podcast. And uh, we love you guys to death. If you go and buy any merchandise, whether it be interviews with everyday people, tornado tag podcast, take a photo and send it to us. Uh, we, we love that stuff. And we get to show that. And you guys are helping us with the word of mouth by telling people this podcast exists and wearing my silly face on your T-shirt. And it means the world to me. Um, that's all I got, man. JD, once again, thank you so much. Anything you want to plug or get out there, where can people find you? No, so find me wherever Facebook, um, search Joe Davis or, or JD Joe Davis. You'll be able to find me, uh, facebook.com slash JM Davis. I, um, Twitter is Joe Davis 24. I don't use Twitter a lot. I should use it more. And then uh, Instagram is Joe Davis 2484. So you can find me on there and my website, www.imwithdavis.com. I'm not hard to find. I'm always here. So hit me up. More than happy to chat or whatever you want to know. I'll let you know. Awesome. And you can go on that website and join Team JD. Yes, we have a petition and everything, man. You can join Team JD and, and we got the application right out there and you know, it's it's fun. Absolutely. You won't win a lot, but you'll have a blast. No, you pay me. Right? <laughs> yeah. You paid it to, to rock those sunglasses. Right. But got, thank you all so much. We're going to close out here with some awesome intro music, outro music, whatever you want to call it. Everyone who, who watched, thank you so much to the people who commented, hung out, shared, liked. Do any, any new likes here? Lisa with, the, with the, the thumbs up. Thank you. James with the thumbs up. Mike Alvarado with the thumbs up. Uh, Anthony Wilcox with the heart. And Mark. Uh, Bruce Hall with the, the heart. Thank you all so much. Like I said, it means the world. Uh, tell your friends, take a screenshot of this if you're listening to the audio and you made it this far. And uh, ten, tell us what you thought about the podcast. A review, a five star review on Spotify and Apple uh, Apple uh, Podcasts go a long way. And make sure you go follow us on all social media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. We're trying to hit that 1K on all social media. So go help us out with a quick follow. Uh, that's going to do it for interviews with everyday people. Episode 120. Joe Davis, we're out of here. <laughs>